On Saturday morning, I talked about a very beautiful hadith of Rasulullah wasallam. It's a hadith about the Prophet talking about the importance of uh, consuming halal food. And what happens when you don't consume halal food, the du'as that we make are not usually accepted. And subhanAllah, part of that, it got me thinking that I want to also make a part two of that and also go through something that is very important for all of us to understand. And that is that what is praiseworthy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praiseworthy to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Prophet sallallahu has talked highly about these kind of people are those who work hard for their money. See, it's not about, it, it, of course, we know it has to be halal. But what's praiseworthy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is if your sustenance and your income comes from a halal source, that is that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see. Secondly, today in our society, we have classified certain jobs to be very respectful. You are a doctor, you're a very respectful position. You're an engineer, it's a very respectful position. And our society has also deemed certain positions, certain jobs as not so high praiseworthy, such as if you tell a person, I flip burgers to make a living, okay? The first thing that comes to our mind is, oh, it's not such a good job, right? Or if a person says, I'm a garbage man, I go and I collect people's garbage, okay? I work for the waste management company. First thing that comes to our mind is, it's, such a, it's not such a, a respectful job. But I want you to think about this. Long time ago, a long time ago, there are examples that are given, especially when we talk about good company versus bad company. A person who's walking past a, a perfume store, just the fact they, work, they walk past a perfume store, they, uh, the perfume store has an effect of, on that person. Even if they don't apply perfume on themselves, there's still some perfume in their clothes, right? They can smell it. Likewise, there are examples also given that if a person walks past a blacksmith, a person who works with iron, a person who works with copper and steel and so forth, then that smell is also going to get into your clothes. A long time ago, a person who would work with these kind of things, they were not considered as respectful jobs. But I want you to think about this. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Dawood alayhi salam, and he says, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَاوُودَ مِنَّا فَضْلًا يَا جِبَالُ أَوِّبِ مَعَهُ وَالطَّيْرِ What did he say after that? وَأَلَنَّا لَهُ الْحَدِيدِ Allah made iron soft for Dawood alayhi salam. Here Allah is not talking about any ordinary man. He's talking about a prophet. And a prophet is a person who has been hand-selected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that Allah has chosen this person to be a prophet, and then Allah is saying that he had a job, that he used to work with iron. And a long time ago, these kind of jobs were not highly respectful. But we see that the fact that Allah mentioned this in the Qur'an is a sign that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see from us is making sure that number one, our job is halal and number two is that we're working hard. That is what we see from the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu too. When the, when the muhajireen made hijrah to Medina, the Ansar took them in. What did the Ansar do at that time? They even thought that let's just give the muhajir free money. Let's do th favors for them. And the Prophet sallallahu said that I have no problem if you want to do favors for them but do not give them free money do not give them free money make them take them to work with you make them work hard with you take them in the fields and let them work and there also if you're into agriculture and if you're into farming take them with you but do not give them free money 
Because this is part of our deen that we have to work hard for our, for our rizq. We have to work hard for our sustenance. A man came begging Rasulullah The Prophet said, do you have anything at home? He says, yes, I have. He brought a cloth to the Prophet He, The Prophet asked, who is going to buy this cloth for two dirhams? or three dirhams. A man came and said, Ya Rasulullah, I will buy it for two dirhams. Rasulullah he gave him that cloth, took those two dirhams, and he gave him those two dirhams, and he said, with one of these, you're gonna go and buy an axe that you can chop wood and, and plywood with. And he went, sent him to the marketplace, brought, he brought that axe back, it was a little broken. Rasulullah he fixed it on the spot, and he says that this is what you're gonna use from now on. And you're gonna, you're gonna use your hard work, instead of you going and begging and asking others, you're gonna use this God-given strength and energy, and you're gonna earn a halal rizq. We find that, and this, and this is when Rasulullah then he explained to the Sahaba that it is be, rather than begging, it is better that you go and you work hard. We find from all of our Sahaba, um, all of the Anbiya, that in some part in their life, they served as a shepherd. And especially, I want to uh, make this, I want to address this, especially to the youth here. When Rasulullah wasallam, many times we talk about his life before, I mean, after he became a prophet. Many times we don't talk about his life before he became a prophet. At the age age of 25, that is when he got married to Khadija. Before the age of 25, he was an international businessman. Today, many of our youth, unfortunately, cannot even do basic businesses. This is here Rasulullah traveling to other countries, to other parts of the world, conducting business, having the ability, the confidence to talk to others and to conduct business. And when the, when he came back, Khadija radiallahu anha, she noticed that not only did this man have integrity, but he knows how to do business also. He's making a killer profit on, on her business. And so this is why Rasulullah uh, Rasul was hired initially by Khadija radiallahu anha. But even before this, before this, who was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? The Prophet was a shepherd. He was a shepherd. You know what it takes to be a shepherd? Because you're sitting with animals. You can't even talk to the animals too. Okay? It's not like a Dr. Doolittle kind of situation where you can sit there and talk to the animals. Okay? They don't understand that language. It's a situation that where it brings humbleness in you. It brings courage in you. It brings bravery in you. Strength in you. Responsibility in you. The ulama of Sirah, they have explained that there are almost 10 benefits when you are a shepherd and 10 things that you learn as a shepherd. But think about this. The Prophet he had that job before any other job. Today, many times we say we see, especially for our young brothers and sisters, when they want to look for jobs, I want a very high prestigious job. I want a job that gives me $20 an hour, $25 an hour. It doesn't work like that. You have to sometimes work from your bottom, from the from the bottom up way. I mean, uh, up, uh, you know, going up, and that is how you earn a living. And this is why we see many of the adults who came here to this country initially, they had to work really hard. Sometimes they had to work in stores overnight. Why? But that is why they were able to earn for their families. So this is why we see that the most important thing that we learn from our deen when it comes to especially having a halal income is that making sure we use our hard work. And I remember, by the way, not going, not making this into a political kind of, you know, talk. I remember when COVID first happened, when COVID first happened, one of the biggest debates, okay, one of the biggest debates, especially after the, the current administration was brought into office, okay, 
um, the current administration was brought into office, the first thing they want to do is they want to make sure that they send out a lot of stimulus packages, okay? A lot of stimulus checks. And I saw that there are people who are sitting at home. They can easily go out and work, okay? They can use their God-given uh, energy, but they were sitting at home collecting unemployment, okay? And I saw also, and I read about this, that there are people who are going out and working hard, and they were getting less paid than a person who's sitting at home collecting unemployment. You see? So once again, the, the Republican Party was saying, okay, and this is not me saying I'm Republican or Democrat. I'm not talking about that, okay? So I don't want you coming. Oh, you said this. Okay, I'm just making a general statement here. One of the things about you see the Republican Party, they were saying that let people go out and work hard. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with all their financial, agree, uh, their financial philosophies. I'm not saying that. But the one thing is that you have to respect that when they said that they sh people should go out and work hard and use their God-given abilities, that it actually falls in, life, falls in line exactly what, with Rasulullah said. The, Sahab, the Prophet told Ansar, do not give them free money. When you talk about Dawood how he used to work. We talk about Zakariya In Sahih Muslim, the Prophet mentions that Zakariya was a carpenter. You know how much work goes into being a carpenter? So this is why it is so important that not only do we have a halal rizq, but also understanding that if you have any kind of job, a job that society deems as respectful, alhamdulillah, a, a job that society says that it's not a good job. You might be an Uber driver or someone who's flipping burgers in a, in a, in a Muslim restaurant and so forth. Do not ever feel that I'm less because the fact that you are working hard, the fact that your, your job is a halal job, you are praiseworthy, you are worthy of Allah's praise. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it looks and He praises a, per, a person like you. And the Prophet has spoken highly about a person like you. So do not ever feel that I don't, this is not a good job and so forth. As long as it's halal and you're working hard, that's all that matters. And of course, I'm not saying that if you're flipping burgers and you say, oh, okay, I'm going to stick to this all my life. No, of course, you always move forward, you always try to advance. Last thing I will say is, some people may ask, that what do I do if I want a halal job? Okay, what, if, what do I do? What can I, any du'as that I can recite? The answer is yes. Two things I will share with you. Number one, Surah Al-Qasas, Surah number 28, Ayah number 24, du'a, the du'a of Musa salam. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqir. One of the best du'as. Musa salam does not have a job. He has no place to go. He does not have a family. He read this du'a. Not only did Allah give him a job, Allah gave him job security. Allah gave him a family. Allah gave him marriage. Allah gave him a lot more after that du'a. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khayrin faqir. Surah Al-Qasas, Surah number 28, Ayah number 24. Also we find the sunnah of the Prophet sallam. Allahumma inna nas'aluka ilman nafi'a. وَعَمَلًا مُتَقَبَّلًا وَرِزْقًا حَلَالًا طَيِّبًا وَشِفَاءً مِّن كُلِّ This is a dua also we learn from Rasulullah wasallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all of us halal rizq and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who work with our, uh, with our God-given abilities and energies. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. إن المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات 
والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما